Welcome once again to the parish of Kasluchur and Gorsainen for our weekly broadcast service. This is the week of the 13th of February and it's the third Sunday before Lent. It's very good to have you with us. Don't forget we are also in church, but we do understand that there are times when some people can't come and there are some who are still being very careful about protecting their health quite rightly. Our service today is going to involve a number of people, but may I begin with a prayer. Father, help us to worship. Although we are separated by space, help us to be involved, to bring ourselves, our attention, our lives to you. Help us to find guidance, spiritual food, encouragement, and then help us to go and to live your life in the world with the help of your Holy Spirit, living as disciples of Jesus in victory and in hope. For his sake we ask it.
A reading from Jeremiah chapter 17. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those that trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose heart turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed are those that trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all, it is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart, to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. A New Testament reading from Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, chapter 15, beginning at verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain, and your faith has been in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God, because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have died.
us to listen to your word with understanding, to receive it with faith, and to obey it with courage, for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Why is resurrection so important? It's one of those things that the new atheists scoff at, failing to understand. It's very easy to doubt. And yet Paul devotes a long chapter, there are 58 verses in this chapter, to the subject of the resurrection in his letter to the Corinthians. And it begins to become clear. It sounds very much as if news has come back to him from that church. And that news has included the fact that some people were getting nervous, unsettled. Some of the members had died. Was this a disaster? Had they missed out? Had they perhaps done something terribly, terribly wrong and this was their punishment? Would they miss out on what they understood they had been promised? Well, Paul wants to calm them down and takes the opportunity to explain what is a very fundamental part of Christian faith. In fact, it was so basic that on another occasion in another place he preached a sermon which was misunderstood and he was heard to be proclaiming two new gods and the names of these new gods, one was Jesus and the other was Resurrection. So you can see that it was a, a pretty basic part of his teaching and very important. He starts by saying that what he passed on when he was in Corinth was the Christian message as he had received it. And that that was simple, that Jesus had died for our sins as the scriptures had foretold, and that he was raised from death. He had been seen by witnesses, different witnesses on a number of occasions, in a number of different places. And it was the way that Jesus was vindicated, proved right in all that he had said and done. His going to his death had been unthinkable, and we know that straight after the crucifixion there was dismay and the disciples scattered, uncertain, fearful, totally incomprehending. But it was the resurrection which put God's seal of approval on everything that he had said and done, including going to his death. It proved that Jesus was right, that he was on course, that he was indeed the Messiah, everything they'd hoped for, and perhaps a good deal more too. But it's not only about proving Jesus right, important as that is. The resurrection is an important part of our faith and hope. 
as Paul says towards the end of that reading, if for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. Why try to live as a Christian if it is difficult and sometimes even dangerous? Why would Paul, who'd been shipwrecked and put in prison and beaten and publicly opposed and heckled and threatened, carry on preaching Christ? He could have settled down and been a nice, comfortable teacher of a new philosophy talking only to the people who wanted to hear. But he didn't, and he wasn't. He was a missionary. And thousands of others have followed in his footsteps and have taken a difficult course in life, have perhaps left what they knew to go and bring the message of Christ and to share their faith in situations which were difficult, uncomfortable, dangerous, demanding, well, you probably know some of the stories. Why? Why the persistence of those who looked for justice when there were powerful forces trying to keep the status quo? Why the endurance of those who accepted hardship and slander and physical violence? Why? Well, because Christian life is not lived to make life easy. It's lived in gratitude and in service to God with an eye to eternity and a judgment on our stewardship after life is done. The resurrection of Jesus is, what is it, verse 20 says? In fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have died. Jesus' resurrection is a promise of our future. A promise which even for the extremely elderly holds out glorious things to come with justice and mercy. It's why the Christian life is worth it. Not if it delivers ease and comfort and what we want, but if it offers us a place in the service of a good God who remembers all. Of course, there are lots and lots of questions. Some are tackled in the rest of the the chapter. Some remain unclear. Life in the resurrection is going to be very different and probably beyond our imagining now. But the resurrection of Jesus, reported by witnesses and evidenced even more strongly by the change in the disciples, the disciples of the first century who went out to preach the gospel and spread it round the Mediterranean, and the disciples of every century since who have lived the message. The resurrection of Jesus gives us a new perspective, a hope in the most difficult of lives, 
a faith to take us through hard times, a reason to live in ways which others see as totally unreasonable. Resurrection is basic. It's a building block which you can't take out without rocking the whole structure. It means that what Jesus said and did received the seal of God the Father, his approval, his agreement. And the resurrection of Jesus gives us hope, hope of life in eternity, hope of a completely different perspective on where we are now and what we're doing and what makes it worthwhile. Hope even as on occasion we head into difficulty asking God's help and God's protection. Amen.
As we give thanks for Jesus's resurrection and our own future with him, let us pray for our church and all God's world. Grant, almighty God, that all who believe and call themselves Christians may be united in your truth, live together in your love and reveal your glory to the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We remember today, especially the Christians of Japan and in our own diocese, the East Radna ministry area. Bless their lives and service and guide John, our new bishop, Adrian, our vicar, and all who lead and teach your people. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our community and our leaders. Direct those with power and authority to integrity, justice, and concern for the vulnerable. Protect those who work, whose work is dangerous and encourage workers for peace and reconciliation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. The promise of resurrection is also a promise of a new heaven and a new earth. Help us as we try to treat creation with respect, living sustainably and making it a world fit for our grandchildren. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours. Teach us to love one another as you love us and to share our faith gently and widely. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Well, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you to our reader and our intercessor, and not forgetting Rob Hume, who may be unseen, but is the person who puts all the bits together and cuts out the mistakes. I hope this has been useful to you and that you'll join us again. But as we come to an end, let me pray and send you on your way. Father, we thank you for the hope that the resurrection of Jesus brings us. Hope because it underlines what he said and did, and hope because it gives us a whole new perspective on life now and in heaven. Help us to live as people who've taken hold of that and use it to the full, to live with love and with joy and with praise. Let us take that and share it where we can and embody it. Now, as you go, may God go with you. May he bring you blessings of faith and hope and love. And may his blessing be with you, your family and friends, and those you meet and to whom you are a blessing, now and in the future.